we're going to discuss a true college love story. A true college love story that's about us. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to have fun doing that. Um, we also will be discussing our mistakes. We want people to know uh, that we're very genuine and we do have a good love story, but we also made some mistakes in the process of that love story. So stick around to the end and we're gonna explain the mistakes that we made. And we hope that you'll be able to share that with your own children and be able to give them some wise points of wisdom with our mistakes. Also stay around, listen to the end to see if you will be eligible to win a $25 Amazon gift card. All right, you have to listen to the end though. Anyway, we'll give you more details later. So again, we want to welcome you to Wiser, Wiser with Time. time. Alright, so let's get started. We have a pretty unique love story. <laughs> and this is our journey at Kentucky State University. Kentucky State in the house. <laughs> we want to bring Kentucky State into this. This Ooh. is our featured school, but not only is it our featured school, it's yes. where we went to school. That's it's right. where we actually met each other. Yep. And you know, we we actually just went to K-State this week uh-huh. and was at the bookstore and we met this really sweet young lady there. She's really yeah. sweet. Her yeah, name really is was. Kamara. For y'all, those of y'all that know Kamara, she's really nice. But anyway, she helped us out a lot. It was really nice to be able to see someone at the age of when I was, right. when I was there. <laughs> it really took me back. So. Right, right. <laughs> that was good to see her. And man, that's a long time ago Ooh. when you sit and think about it. Mm. So let us get started and explain to you our love story at KSU. First of all, my family went to Kentucky State University. I had an older cousin. Her name was Poochie, and she used to go to Kentucky State University. My sister, Christy Logan, uh, and it's actually because of her that I went to Kentucky State University. She was in the concert choir. She went on a, a scholarship with concert choir. And so when I was in school, I auditioned for concert choir as well. And then after I went, my brother went to Kentucky State University. So there's three of us in my family, my immediate family at that time, three of us that actually went to Kentucky State University. And so at that point, that is where I met this beautiful lady here. Now, listen, I knew when I was a, a young boy that I was going to meet my wife in college. I knew you was going to be there. I just didn't know what you I looked like. I didn't know it though. <laughs> So, but I knew it. I, I would lay, literally, I would lay in the bed at night in high school and I would have my little boom box to the side of my bed and I would be listening to James Ingram and everything else. But it was, I was waiting for that person that I knew that I was going to meet in college. And so I focused on that. Uh, I went to college and the rest was history from there. So we'll, I'll let my wife explain a little bit with her. But I was, I was really, honestly, not going to go to college when I went. I was actually going to go into the military. And my wife said, not my wife, I'm sorry, my mother said, 
just give one semester. If you don't like it, you can come out of it. And so I went because of my mom. Now, even though I had this thing in the beginning, I knew I was going to meet my wife. I still had the mindset that I was going to go ahead and go into the military. And so I'll turn it over to my beautiful wife and let you get here her side. Well, mine is really simple. Okay. So mine is, is basically I, when I was in uh, high school, my senior year, I don't even remember applying for Kentucky state university. Honestly, I don't even remember filling out that application, (laughs) but anyway, I did get a scholarship um, at Norfolk. And so I was going to go to Norfolk. That's an HBCU. HBCU. So I was going to go there. Uh, But then I got, a scholarship from Kentucky State at the last minute. It's because of me. That's right. At the last minute. And so that's when my parents decided, you know, to go ahead and let me go. And But while I was there, I think it was maybe the first week, and mm-hmm. I saw an old classmate. Her name was Christy. And um, from, from where I used to live, and I saw her, and she said, and that's the only person I knew there on campus. She was like, well, why don't you come with me to you know, concert choir practice. And so I was like, okay. And so that's where he happened to be at that time. So let let me set this up because this was quite amazing for me. Mm. So Dr. Carl Smith, he was our director, concert choir. Everybody should know Dr. (laughs) Smith that went to case. That's where I met my wife. And when I was in there, my sister, Christy Logan, was also in concert choir. So you have a brother and sister that was in choir at uh, Kentucky State at the same time. But let me explain this. So they were actually working on the building where we normally would have a concert choir. And so we had to meet in the student center on the first floor at the bottom. And so... Our first day of college, I noticed my wife. I mean, I saw her and I was like, man, she's 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 pretty. <laughs> but I didn't think much more about it. I, you know, I kept my eye on her. Wow, that's amazing. I kept my eye on her. But <clears throat> so the week passed and I believe she went back home. You mind me saying where you're from? Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> she went back home to Indianapolis, which that is where town. she's from. <laughs> And so over the weekend, she came back and we had choir again. And so we were getting ready for choir. She was actually coming down into the building, uh, into the ballroom where we were meeting. And I was actually going out to use the restroom. And when I came out of those doors, I saw her. And she got her hair did. I got my hair done over the weekend. Fried, dyed, and laid (laughs) to the side. And when I saw her, I was like, whoa, oh, she's going to be my wife. I Mm. kid you not. I said, she's going to be my wife. And I stood there and I watched her walk by. She didn't even notice me Mm. watching her. (laughs) (laughs) So it was at that time that I knew that I found my wife. I just had to get her to understand that she was going to be my wife. Yeah. Well, let me tell you the first time I noticed him, okay? First time I noticed him is, uh, so I did join concert choir. And I noticed him, and my first response to him was, I was like, man, this guy is annoying. He is, oh, he's annoying. He talks a lot. He interrupts. He was always making jokes. Yeah, and, that you was know, me. I was a quiet type. So, you know, for me, I was kind of like, okay, let's just get through this. 
<laughs> you talking too you much. Clown. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had to get her to notice me. And I would oh kneel gosh. over this day after. How am I going to get her to notice me? I mean, I mean, you may have wanted to call me a stalker, but I, we would be sitting in choir and I would just like be looking. I'm like, man, she's so beautiful. How do I get her? <laughs> she's from Indianapolis, a big city girl. And I'm from a small town in Madisonville, Kentucky. And how am I going to get her to notice this country boy? Mm. So one thing that I did when I was younger is I played football mm-hmm. and I lifted weights. Mm-hmm. And so I bought that garb up to Kentucky State with me. And so I said, OK, so I know where she's going to be at after choir. She's normally there about 20, 30 minutes after choir. She goes to the grill. Come on, K-State. You know where the grill, the grill. is. It's not there no more. <laughs> not there but anymore. Used to be. But yep. there was the grill there for all you old heads. Listen. So I knew she was going to be there. What did I do? I ran back down to Young Hall. (laughs) And I changed my clothes. And Mm -hmm. I put my girdle, my football girdle on, where you put your thigh pads on. The white spandex that fits against your thighs is real tight. And then I put my short football shorts on. Back back then, shorts, short shorts was kind of in the thing then, especially if you was a weightlifter. And then I put my my muscle shirt on. You know, it had like 1,600-pound club, 2,400-pound club, you know, so I was sporting it. Now, I was rocking it. So I ran back up to the grill, and I said, I know she's going to be there. She's going to be there with her friends. <laughs> and so what happens? I walk through the door, and when I walk through the door, I saw sparkles just flash. <laughs> Well, that did attract me. <laughs> I ain't going to say no more. I ain't going to say no more about that. It worked. It got my attention at least. Okay, attention? yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, no. But I had to get her um, to notice me. And that's how I got her to first notice me. And I knew that she noticed me because one of the uh, friends that she had at the table made mention to me that she noticed me. So, yeah. So, so anyway, another thing that I did now, don't forget now she was paying me no attention. Thought she probably thought I was worse because I had everybody laughing all the time, but she never paid attention to me. So we were actually in concert choir. We went on tour. And so when we went on tour, I knew that we had tour partners. So there would be a male and a female would sit in the seat. Now, I don't know who came up with that right there, but a male and a female would be sitting in the seat. Well, I knew that her tour partner was going to be sitting in uh, a certain seat. So I actually sat, I planned this. I sat across from them on the other side. And that's, I actually had to do that because I knew I would spend a lot of time on the highway, a lot of time with her. And I just wanted to look at her beautiful face. Oh, you're so Did sweet. you think I was a stalker? I yeah, wasn't you, stalker you were a stalker. I just, had, I just had to get you to know what was in here, what mm-hmm. was going to take place. You didn't know that yet, but I knew it. I knew it was going to happen because I prayed mm-hmm. all the time for her. I prayed all the time for her. And so when we would be on tour, you know, she would come onto the bus and she would sit down and she would be sitting close to the outside aisle. Guess where my seat was? Close to the outside aisle. Outside aisle. <laughs> sure did. 
<laughs> so what do you remember from that? Oh, well, you know, I do remember that there were times, especially, you know, there was sometimes we had to leave like late at night. And um, mm. I remember one time he was sitting on the outside aisle and I looked over and he was reading his Bible. He had his Bible open yeah, and was reading, reading it. And my first reaction was, wow, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, you don't really see that much. But, you know, you know, looking back on it, it, it just shows your heart right. at the time, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did love the most high. Yeah, did, you did. I did trust him yep. that he was going to find you. Mm-hmm. for me. So that's the reason why I went that route. And I kept my faith believing. And that's why I kept my my head in the scriptures because, you know, I wanted that to take it to work out. So at the end of the school year, this is a whole year that has passed. Um, mm-hmm. She still hasn't quite really paid attention to me. Nope. So I gave her a call like uh, the last day of school. And, you know, I had called her a couple of times and this is what it sounded like on the phone. <laughs> so what are you doing today? Oh, I'm not doing anything. And so my reaction is, okay, well, since he has nothing to talk about, it's time for me to get off the phone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So anyway, I called her on the last day of school and I said, hey, um, do you need some help packing your, your stuff out? Mm-hmm. And she told me that she did. So you know what I did? The servant that I am. <laughs> I went over to her dorm, which was Kentucky, Kentucky Hall. Hall. Kentucky Hall. Yep. Kentucky Hall. Mm-hmm. Went to her dorm and I helped her pack her refrigerator and everything that she had. Mm-hmm. I, I packed it out. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't know if she remembers this or not, but she gave me a hug after we were done. It was a thank you for helping me out. Hug. Yeah, it was a thank you for helping me mm-hmm. hug. But this was a hug. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't a, oh, thank you for helping me. I appreciate it. This was a squeeze hug. It was a thank you for uh, helping yeah, me out. Okay, hug. well, you take it with I, I know what kind of hug that was. <laughs> so I got the hug. So, you know, that actually excited me. Because I knew the next school year was going to be coming up. So I stayed in Frankfort, Kentucky. She went back to Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And so all that summer, all that summer, I was in the word every day, every night, every Mm -hmm. day. When I got off work, I'm in the word praying. Master, please. As a matter of fact, I actually worked at a place and I would pull off on the side of the road. It's going uh, to Lexington, Kentucky. And there was a barn there. And that barn actually had a religious symbol on top of it. And I would stop at that barn every night and I would pray to the Most High for her. Every night I would pray for her. Mm. She just didn't know it. I didn't know it. But I was already in love with her. She had no idea. A whole year I loved you. That's she beautiful. had no idea. But So anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> so the new year started. And I saw her and I started speaking with her and I actually asked her out on a date. Yeah, we went on our first date. We went to Ryan's on our first date. Ryan's yep, State went House. to Ryan's and had a good time. He couldn't even hardly eat. Oh, I, my he mouth, was covering his mouth. I was and embarrassed. <laughs> he 
was shy. I couldn't believe this talkative guy that talks all the time all the was time. shy. <laughs> Didn't say a word hardly. Didn't. Yeah. Hey, you know, that was a very special time for me. I had been on dates before, you know, previous uh, times with um, people growing up. But that date to me was very special. And that date to me was very special because it was a woman that I felt like was the woman in my heart. Hmm. But she still didn't know it. No, yet. I didn't. She, as a matter of fact, you said I grew on you like what? Fungus. He grew, grew on like me fungus. like fungus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You fit, it, you it's all said that? love. But anyway, we were on our way back to school from uh, going out to eat. And I said, you know, are you looking for, are you looking for a relationship? You know, kind of in a general question. And I can't remember exactly what you said, but I was like, yeah, I'm not really looking for any type of relationship. Yeah. And I think that after all that praying, after all that stalking, after all that, you know, his heart was hurt. But I mean, like I said, I didn't know. I wasn't really looking for anything. Um, but little did I know that love was looking for me. So, um, yeah. So I guess a little bit later on, you know, he went home and then I called him up a few hours later and I was like, you know, I really, I really enjoyed myself. I had a good time. You want to go bowling? And I think that just renewed his hope Oh yeah, all over again. Let, let, let me explain that. Okay. So I dropped her back off at her dorm. At that time, you were in Hunter Hall then, right? Uh, yep. Yep, Hunter my, Hall. Yep, Hunter Hall. Okay, so I dropped her back off at her dorm, and I went back to, to my apartment. At that time, I was staying in an apartment. And, you know, I was so hurt and let down. You know, I was actually, I, was a, I wasn't upset at the most high, but my feelings were hurt so bad because I invest, invested so much time in reading and prayer uh, for her. And when she told me that she wasn't looking for a relationship, it literally broke my heart. So I went back to my apartment. Uh, it was the most quiet three, four hours that I can think of in my life. I was literally beside myself and I was praying and I said, you know, father, I came to you and I prayed for her. I asked you for her and she says that she's not looking for a relationship. And don't you know, just as soon as I finished praying and sitting there meditating for a little while, she calls and says, you know what? I had a really good time with you. Uh, you want to go bowling? <laughs> it was all it was all over then. It was a done deal. Mm, mm, <laughs> you had mm, me at hello. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Goodness. But, you know, I think about now, you know, why did I why was I kind of intrigued by him why was I attracted to him what was it that mm. from my initial you know thought of him as being some guy that was just annoying and just wouldn't shut up to somebody that I thought was funny uh -huh. that all you know that would make me laugh mm -hmm. and um and I think that was really the key right there of course yeah that was the key and he still makes me laugh Every day. It never fails. Something he says is corny. It makes me laugh. Yep. It makes well, me laugh. I'm going to tell you a time in which he didn't laugh. We were sitting at the flagpoles. Everybody remember the, <laughs> Now, the flagpoles don't quite look the same now no, that no. they did then when we were there. Mm -hmm. So, again, all, all you old heads, 
all the old alumni, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So we're sitting at the flagpoles, and I guess we'd been dating for about a month and a half, two months, and I know it was probably quick, and anybody else would think that it was quick, Mm -hmm. but forget, don't forget, I had like a year already invested in her. She didn't know it, but I already had a year invested in her, and I just looked at her, and I said, you know, I love you, and... Mm -hmm. That was my answer right there. <laughs> Nothing. I just kind of was like, hmm, I help it. <laughs> okay, well, this is unexpected. <laughs> I didn't expect that to come out. But, you know, I, for me, I was just someone that I just didn't really give my love right, like that. Right. I didn't really go out and say, I love you to right. I everybody. You. So I, you know. Yeah, it, just, you, it wasn't time yet. Yeah, you, wasn't time you, yet. You, you was a tough cookie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. After we started going together, listen, I had guys come up to me and say, man, how'd you get her? I mean, tell me what you did. Do you know how many guys have tried to talk? Because I was man. quiet. Yeah, you I were. You were very lie. quiet. Mm-hmm. You were very quiet. So this is what I told her. I said, listen, I'm not going to push you into anything. I'm not going to push you into a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. I said, when you're ready... I said, you come and tell me and let me know. Because that was one thing that I did is I did respect her. I respected her as a woman. I respected her. Oh, just, she just floored my mind every time I thought about her. I I respected her more than any other woman besides my mom that that I have ever respected in my life. So Mm -hmm. I was not in any kind of way going to push her um, to liking me or push her uh, into a relationship. But on November the 15th, right before Thanksgiving, <laughs> she she uh, gives me a call and she says, uh, hey, you want to go walking? So I said, yeah. So she picks me up. We park up at the track by the stadium. Mm-hmm. And there's that little trail that's over close to the track, not the one on the stadium, but the one that's uh, by the track. And so we mm-hmm. walked that little trail down through there, going back to the east-west connector. Um And she looked at me and she stops. And you had that yellow jacket on. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Bright yellow. She had that yellow jacket on and she says, I'm ready. And I was trying to play it off. You're ready. What do you mean you're ready? She says, I'm ready to be your woman. Mm -hmm. And it was a done deal from there. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that, was. that was beautiful. Yes, it I, was. <laughs> that was something else. And at that time, I knew that she was created for me. And, I, and you know, I appreciated him because I do see, you know, looking back that, you know, when you're younger, you don't really think about things like that at the time. But I really do see that he respected me mm-hmm. as an individual, as a person. He didn't, you know, do anything to try to take advantage Mm -hmm. of me or anything like that. So I respected you. Mm -hmm. I knew that the most high sent you to me. Mm -hmm. So I was going to try my best to protect you any way that I could. So then after that, our junior year, Mm then all of this that just took, took place. That was our sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So our junior year is when we got engaged. Yep. He asked me to marry him. Matter of fact, he, he had some people to meet in the library. There's like one of those glass rooms. I assume that is still there. I up don't on know. The, up on the second floor yeah. in the study rooms. Yeah. And had me to go in there. But let me tell you something about this man right here. 
<laughs> he probably wouldn't want, want me to tell you, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. He, and this shows his character, is that he did two things to buy an engagement ring for me. <laughs> And it really touched. I didn't know it at the time, but then after he told me later, it really touched my soul. And he had um, saved up his uh, work study money Mm -hmm. to do it. But he also sold plasma to to get money to save it up to give something that meant that, you know, to give something to me. And I just, that's just amazing. That's love. That is. Yeah, that's love. So all this time, we, through college, we never broke up. No, not one time. Didn't break up one time. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that was in our repertoire. I knew that she was it for me. I think Mm -hmm. it was bringing her along to understand (laughs) that I was for her (laughs) and for nobody else. So we graduated. Why don't you go from that point? Yep. Okay. So I graduated in 93, moved away to another larger city and got a job there. And then he graduated a year after me in 94 Mm -hmm. and actually moved up to where I was at and finished school at Kentucky State. Right. So I, I mm-hmm. trekked back and forth from Cincinnati, Ohio to Frankfort, Kentucky um, every day to go take my classes. And mm-hmm. I believe I was carrying about 21 hours that last semester um, just to make sure that I would get out. <laughs> was you, you was working, wasn't you? Yeah. And, and I was working and at UPS. And he was working. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I was working at UPS. I would hit the road back early again. So, um, you know, but that's how love works. And so we've been together ever since. Mm-hmm. And the D word, the divorce word never mm-hmm. comes up in our marriage. Not we once. are best no. friends, mm-hmm. best friends. Right. And so that's the way we are today. And that's how you just know that a relationship was ordained mm-hmm. from the beginning. You know, and, you know, I I often talk to him, you know, and I say, can you imagine that we would have never realized that two people that was only four hours away growing up would be the ones that would be together? Yeah. Two months after I was born, you were born. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even through all of that, you know, that's that's a great love story, you know, and we reminisce and we think about those things. And but, you know, there were still some things that we did that we still should not have done. Right. Right. And we wanted to try to kind of give a little biblical principle for for other people who, you know, especially let's say you're single or -hmm. you're in a relationship or, you know, what have you, or you're in college, you know, there's some things, some uh, words of wisdom, some words of advice that we want to be able to bestow to whoever Mm -hmm. has the ears to hear to listen. Right. That's Mm -hmm. correct. So at this point, we want to talk about our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had a great love story to me that, you know, because it was mine, <laughs> I thought it was an awesome love story at Kentucky state university. <laughs> Y'all might be like, ah, whatever. yeah, right. <laughs> but for me, that was awesome. I saw the awesome power of the most high work mm-hmm. through a relationship. 
But at the same time, we feel like it would not be right if we didn't uh, speak about the mistakes. And mm -hmm. we're going to speak about these mistakes because you, we have to learn to break the curse that goes on from generation to mm -hmm. generation. And we're going to be a little open with our lives. Not that we want to share our information with everyone, but we, we want to be a help to those, to the parents who are, were in positions like us and who are sending their children to college. Mm -hmm. We want to be a help. Okay. So some of the mistakes that we made that we actually regret is sex before marriage. Mm -hmm. Sex before marriage. You know, I don't know what it would have been like. I wish I knew we robbed ourselves of that. What would our honeymoon, our first night together mm -hmm. had been like, had we done it the way that the most high right. said to the do right it way. the right way. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how much closer we were close, but how much closer we would have become because we would have shown our commitment to the most high. Mm -hmm. But as parents, we have to do that with our children. You know, that starts with us. It starts with us telling our children the difference between, and not that my parents never told me that that was not right. There's a different standard. You know, they did according to what they knew. Mm -hmm. But for us, we have a, like a 10 commandment in our home. And one of those commandments is that we created for our home is as long as you live in our house, you will remain a virgin. Mm -hmm. That's powerful because virginity, now people look and laugh at it. Well, you mm -hmm. know what? Today, virginity saves lives. Yeah. <laughs> it saves lives. And not only that, it's right before the most high. We were experiencing married things before we were married. Right. And, you know, not to really go too in depth, but, you know, this, the whole sex outside of marriage thing, you create bonds with people. Soul ties. That's right. You know, and a lot of things you can never get out of your head. Right. But <clears throat> what you want to try to do or what we, the words of wisdom that we try to instill to people is, okay, so what we've done, what we've done is done. You know, there is nothing That's that correct. you can do about it is is all over and done with. You can't go back and change it. OK, but if you have children, even at a young age, and these will be things that we'll talk about in, in other episodes. But if you have children at a young age mm. or teenagers or young adults, even going out to college or what have you. I mean, these are, are conversations to have and to explain to them the benefits of, you know, not doing right, those things. Right, right. Um, and that they, you know, you can kind of, like he said, you know, break those ties mm -hmm. that have just followed us all down through generation to generation. I agree with that. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we took vacations together. Yeah. We went to New Orleans. Hey man, we thought we were living it up. We were still in college. Yeah. Um, sure and that did. wasn't right because we robbed ourselves of our first vacation as married. Did we go to Florida? Uh, yeah, we went, went to, to New Orleans twice. Yeah. And, uh, then my senior year, when I graduated, we went to Florida mm -hmm. shortly after that, of course we got married, but you know, we, we did those things. Uh, another thing l living together, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm ashamed to admit that, um, my last semester of college, 
uh, my wife at the time, my girlfriend, my fiance, she had an apartment downtown in Cincinnati. And so, you know, and instead of staying in the dorm at Kentucky state, I opted to drive back and forth, uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio every day, man, that didn't make much sense, but, <laughs> but I, that's what I did my mm-hmm. last semester. So we lived together. We robbed ourselves of the experience mm-hmm. of getting married, moving into that first place of residence together and being like blown away. I remember when we moved in our first apartment, I picked you up. We were in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. picked you up and set you on the counter. I said, wow, can you believe we're married? Mm -hmm. Now imagine had we not done all those things prior, how much mind blowing that would have been, but we robbed that from our marriage, but the most high protected us. And I think that, you know, we take our experience and we use it to benefit the younger generation that is coming up. There needs to be elders amongst the community talking to young folks saying, hold yourself. You don't have to do that. There should be mothers talking to young, young women, young daughters and saying, you know what? You keep that prize for your husband. You don't give that prize to nobody else. And, you know, when we have those things being talked about in our community, Mm -hmm. then we'll start to see the birth rate. The changes. Yeah. 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 Birth rates start going down amongst those who are not married. I mean, there's a lot of things that take place Mm -hmm. during those times. You don't have to worry about those soul ties being connected to you and you're having to pray them out of your mind. So it was very, it was a very, uh, humbling experience when we came to understand through reading the word that what we did was, was wrong. And it was against the most high. And even though he was sitting and reading his Bible every day, even though he was praying to the most high all the time for me, even through our sin, he rescued us. But how much more, like he said, could that have been better? Right. If all the experiences that you have are experiences with the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this was our love story. And I hope that you, you gained something from it. Uh, It was a very important time in my life. And we want to make sure that we can communicate to you even today, how important it is for us as parents now, since we've grown up and now we're watching our children in the age of college range, how we can teach them how to save yourself. There's so many obstacles in college. There's no parents around. There's the freedom of not having those things. And so it's, it comes from a training. We have to train our children to do that. And this was our love story. Right. And so since you all have been so patient with us and waited until the end, we want to go ahead and put something out there. We want you all, whoever has had a college love story, okay, college love story, we would love for you all to send us some information about that. Now, I'm going to tell you what it is that we're looking for. We want to hear the college you attended and the year, the college you attended and the year, how long you've been married and what you appreciate most about your spouse. Mm. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time. The college and the year you attended, how long you've been married and 
what you appreciate most about your spouse. And I want you all to submit that to wiserwithtime90 at gmail.com. That's W-I-S-E-R-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-E-9-0 at gmail.com. And what we're going to do is once we get some emails in, once we get some some people to start seeing their information on another podcast that we're going to do, I'm not going to tell you just yet which one, is we are going to read about the person's love story. Wow. Whoever, you know, we're going to choose a person uh-huh. and whoever we choose, we're going to read their love story online so everybody can hear. And we're also going to give them a $25 Amazon gift card. Come on and get that money. Come on. Come on, get it. What can you get from Amazon? <laughs> you can get anything from Amazon right now. Come on, y'all. You know what I'm talking about, okay? So anyway, submit your information because we really do want to hear. I know there's a ton of college love stories out there. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of successful marriages out there who met a long time ago. Come on, y'all. We want to hear it. Yeah. We yeah, want to hear your it. success. And why not reap the benefits of it? That's you know right. what I'm saying? That's so right. anyway, that's pretty much all I needed to say. Right. Well, mm-hmm. good. Hey, we want to thank you all for joining us. Please click subscribe. For those of you all who are on our Wiser With Time podcast, please click subscribe. For those of you who will join us by YouTube, please click subscribe. Mm-hmm. Also click on the bell. That bell will let you know every time we have a episode coming out. All right. And so sometimes mm-hmm. with this one episode, we'll have it divided up into two videos. So if you listen on podcast, you'll get the whole show. If you listen on YouTube, it may be split split it up in two to three different parts on YouTube. Uh, but again, just subscribe to us. Hey, we look forward to it. We we have other things that we are planning to do that we know mm-hmm. you all will love. We have interviews that are going to be oh, coming up. It's going to be hot. That we you hear know me? You're going it's going to be hot to love. So thank you all for joining us. Hey, we will see you again and we will join you on the other side. Shout out to Kentucky State. Kentucky State in the house. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Peace.